Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, last week we got to announce four new Patreon members. And guess what? We get to do the same thing this week. So starting off the show with more people who are uh, listening and supporting. And so thank you to Brent DCL, Maureen from Autism at the Park, Ryan Alexander, and of course, Andrea Donahue. Thank you so much for supporting Rope Drop Radio, being a part of our Patreon group, getting those bonus episodes, swag, and just being a part of the amazing Rope Drop community. Awesome. It's awesome to have so many. Um, hopefully, they're enjoying the after show that they get to listen to and the churro levels. Um, after you're a patron for a month, then you'll get an email from me about luggage tags. You get the coveted Rope Drop Radio luggage tag. Mm. Mm, and there's some in the higher the uh price you go the better swag you get so keep that That's in mind right. but no it's really awesome because we've kind of doubled in the last couple weeks our patreon so seriously thank you to all the people that support rope drop radio seriously and if you want to look at that more it's in our show notes so doug we also have not done a lot of itunes reviews we've, lately we, we have failed, failed at those we've been traveling you were i was on a trip then you were on a trip now it's time to get back to the reviews it is, and uh, I'm going to read a couple tonight. So if you leave an iTunes review, we will read it on the air, and you can make your username as unpronounceable as possible, and I will screw it up. But we're going to start with one titled Love It, five stars from iTunes account 56. I could read that you can one. Good, good job, Doug. Yeah, thank you. Great podcast on a fabulous topic. Derek and Doug know their stuff and are very entertaining. There you go. Short and sweet. I like it, and we like know it. our stuff. We know our stuff. Doug Actually, knows his just, stuff. Derek's catching we, up. We try to find guests that know their stuff. That's All right. true. Then um, the next one, I really like the title of this next one. It's Best Podcast Ever. Ooh, there you go. That's, that is a bold Not statement. as good as the one that was the uh, Rope Drop Radio Saved Our Marriage. That's still my favorite. They're pretty, both pretty good, yeah. And this one is by B-Tone Man 99. And so that, that refers to a baritone. Thank you. Got it. Good job, band guy. All right. Yep. That's right. I am a band nerd, as they say. I discovered the Rope Drop guys searching for a podcast to fill my Disney void. The guys are great, knowledgeable, and very relatable. I have a family of five like Doug and Derek, and my best friend also happens to be a dentist. What are the odds, right? I know. We have done some I did not write that review. No, no. We have done some Disneyland trips together, and that are eerily similar to Derek and Doug's adventures. Check them out for awesome Disney content, adventures, and laughs. Hopefully we provide laughs just with our humor rather than our failures at uh, Disney. I like this guy. We need to get them on the uh, June 2020 trip. That's right. We family, gotta get that. All the family of fives, people that need to get away from, I mean, 
anyone, get away from the kids. Get Take your spouse. Come join us in June 2020. That'll be what it's all about. We talk families of five, so we went and found a guest that has like more than five for tonight. That's that's what we did. In fact, uh, we're going to be talking to the one and only Alex Sinak. He is back on the show. He's been on, what, three or four episodes now, Doug? Something like that. Alex, how many have how many you joined us for? I have no recollection right oh. now. Oh, but I have, I, fi- I have five kids. Five um, kids. Yeah. We are a family of seven. It's a lot of kids. So Alex was down there without the kids to join you last week, Doug, and Michelle doing all sorts of fun things, including food and wine. So Alex is our resident expert that will be talking all the uh, fun things you can do without kids. Because, Doug, I tried food and wine with kids. Did. It was it go. It, it was it's it's an experience to do food and wine with kids. You do need some food and they will do a lot of whining, as you say. But uh, after you get past uh, Norway, there's no more attractions and they just really want to get through a uh, world showcase and they don't want to try unique things. Yeah. So Alex and I and Michelle were down there. We did a lot of Star Wars and a lot of food and wine and a little Animal Kingdom. And a whole lot of the Magic Kingdom, if you listen to uh, this show last week, like all of the Magic Kingdom. But when we did Food and Line, we did it We did it quite well, I thought. And Alex stayed a few days after I was there and did even more Food and Wine. So we're going to talk Food and Wine. And uh, first off, when is Food and Wine Festival? It is going on right now, and it goes until November 23rd, I believe. So they're right before Thanksgiving. How early did it start? You were there for the first day, right, Derek? I was not there. I was at Walt Disney World. We chose to avoid Food and Wine opening day. We went day two, but yeah, it was uh, the same day Star Wars opened up. So I I don't know what Disney Operations was thinking. Maybe split up the mess of people. But yeah, we went day two to Food and Wine. Yeah, so it's opening earlier and earlier, staying open later and later. Definitely a trend we've been seeing over the last few years. And so we're going to talk about a lot of the booths, uh, but there are some things to do other than the booths. So, Alex, one of the big things is the Eats to the Beats concert. Do you guys like to go to the concerts when you're there with your kids, or how do you try to fit that in your schedule? We will stop if it's somebody appealing. Uh, when we were there, it was – oh, uh, now my mind's blanking. I can't believe oh. it, uh, it, it blanked on me and. She's from Louisiana, and she was really good. I can, uh, my kids are going to kill me in my mind, blanking who, <laughs> who it was. We'll stop. You know, I've seen, you know, Sugar Ray and then, you know, Fats Domino in, in the past. If it's somebody unique, we'll kind of stop, but it's not anybody. It's not anything we will uh, make a point to stop and see. Yeah, I think it's usually a pretty good lineup, uh, like a mix from one day to the next. Um Derek, did you see anybody when you were there? Plain, plain White Tees was playing, but our kids were done, and we had to get up for Star Wars the next day, so we left. But I, we've gone before. What I do like about it is it's you don't have to be right at the concert venue to hear the music. You can't hear it a little bit away, so you are, even if you're not in love with the band, but you know them, you still can hear them. So that's what I do like about it. And if it yeah. is somebody that you're in love with, like say when Hanson is there, oh, that's going to be a big one. Lines are huge. Bop all the way. Yeah, all the way. You can do a dining package and get a reservation at various sit-down restaurants 
to have a guaranteed seat for different showings. And it's three different times throughout the night. So you have more than one chance to try to hear it. Uh, you can get back to the American adventure to hear that concert. But let's be honest, the real attraction of food and wine is the food and the wine. So let's start off talking about those booths. Um, Derek, you visited a few booths. I visited a few booths. Alex knocked out even more. Um, let's just start towards the front of the park. The first ones that you get to, does that seem like a good way to start? Well, it depends which way you're going, Doug. Well, I'm coming from Spaceship Earth. You run into some kind of right there by um, what used to be Character Spot and Cool uh, Club Cool, kind of right behind there. That was one of my favorites, the Flavors of Fire. And Alex, you had a, a good experience there, right? I, I did. I had a tough choice. Uh, I ended up picking that Impossible Burger. Uh, it was that day we uh, did Galaxy's Edge at, at 5 a.m. And uh, yeah. I was trying to get some work done. And the um, the uh, the guy came with the pressure washer at the boardwalk. So I decided to close up shop and head over to uh, Epcot to try some food and wine. So, yeah, I, tr- I had that uh, Steakhouse Blended Burger. Uh, excellent. Uh, really good flavors, a uh, little bit steep, but I did use a uh, snack credit from the dining plan, and so I thought it was a pretty good value on the dining plan. Let's talk about the dining plan when it goes to food and wine. You got the counter service dining plan because you get two snack credits a day, right? Did you break up one of your counter service meals to use? Oh, yeah, on my last day, I ended up having a couple of counter service meals left, and so I was able to use uh, – Three convert one uh, quick service counter service meal uh, into three snack credits, and I ended up using those at the uh, Hops and Barley, which is at the American Adventure, and got the uh, the lobster roll, the brisket, and the carrot cake, and which all those equal together, I think, ended up being about eighteen dollars. So I thought it was, oh. it was actually a pretty pretty yeah, good, value good yeah very for, much. Uh, you know, some of the newer newer meals, you know, Satuli, uh, Docking Bay 7 are, are pretty pricey, especially when you get a beer. But uh, even $18, I thought I got pretty good value out of my uh, yeah. counter, counter service credit. Now, like the actual rule is they may not always break that up for you, right? Like you have to have the cast member in the right mood or does it usually happen? What was explained to me, because I tried to do it in Mexico uh, just because I was wanting something different. And uh but in Mexico, the cast member said since the pavilion or the booths weren't uh, operated by Disney, that they were operated by a third party, uh, that they weren't able to split the credits for me. Huh. But then another one did. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I just assumed the hops and barley was, you know, Disney-owned, Disney Disney yeah. Oh, okay. And, so I was, and guessing, you know, maybe, maybe Canada, maybe, you know um, – uh, you know, Mexico, maybe Japan would be ones where you probably couldn't do it. And so, but, uh, but it was, uh, I was very pleased with, with doing that. And then I was able to, you know, cause I couldn't really choose between, uh, the brisket and the lobster roll. So I was happy and I, and I love, gotta eat love, 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 yep. car- love carrot cake. So yeah, I had the lobster roll as well from hops and barley and it was, it was really good. I'm not a big seafood person. So when I say a lobster roll is good, that's, that's something. So Flavors of Fire, back to the front of the park, now that we talked about dining plan unexpectedly, that has like a uh, tailgate theme with College Game Day. 
And uh, what did you think of that? I had seen, you know, the advertisement before. Read some of the quotes at uh, Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Desmond Howard and Lee Corso giving their kind of kitschy, you know, takes on some of the things. It, it's fine. It's better than nothing. It's better than blank, yeah. blank walls. And I'm, I'm glad they at least incorporated. I thought, I, uh, you know, could have used a little bit more. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was blazing hot, and so that was one of the, you know, what, and there wasn't much shade over there. And so I wasn't uh-huh. actually wanting to, you know, linger around. And then there was, I went kind of, it was like closer to three o'clock. So it was, uh, weren't many lines, thankfully, but there is in that section back there, I guess when it gets a little bit cooler, there are a bunch of tables mm-hmm. back closer to where the building was. And uh, so that actually is a good space if you wanted, if you were going to grab something from those uh, booths right there and get uh, actually sit down. Yeah. I had the burger the day before and it was really good. While you were eating at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was napping. Just to clarify to the listeners, I follow my touring guide advice of a nap. Sleep is for the week. Yep, I agree. Rope drop till park close. Rope drop to nap time. Anyway, so the Flavor of Fire is kind of in a little bundle of booths with uh, Active Eats, and I think Coastal Eats is right there. Um, Yes. Thoughts on the Active Eats? They have a really good looking dishes yeah the active eats that had that this there was the always has that mac and macaroni and cheese which is a great option uh, that loaded macaroni and cheese has nooski's pepper bacon cheddar cheese and leeks really good that's been you know in, at the festival for about three or four years now uh, i actually had the spice crusted veloso salmon uh really really good really surprised with how well that salmon was cooked it actually tasted fresh uh, really surprised, and it was actually pretty substantive. Uh, I was uh, surprised at how big of the portion it was. It's always shocking when you're surprised by a big portion of food and wine. Just going to say it. So, Derek, what was you ate at a couple different places? You had uh, a bun at Japan, right? In China. So in China. Oh, well, and so the close. issue that we had was it was cash only. Only a couple of the booths. Uh, the storm knocked out the power to the booths, and so. I, there's only a few that were open for the dining plan, so we had to go to those, China being one of them. So we got the uh, chicken bun. I wish I wrote down the name, but it was pretty good, and my daughter actually liked it. Well, that's good when a kid likes something. I know, that's, and that's the issue with food and all. wine, because we would go up to every booth and be like, hey, kids, any of these pictures look good? Nope, nope, okay, next booth. Yeah, I was really wanting a, a dessert, and it turns out there's not a whole lot of sweet things that did not incorporate uh, almonds this year. They had a sponsorship deal with the Blue Diamond Almonds, so they're in lots of stuff. A few years ago, cranberries were in like every dessert, so that kind of changes from year to year. But I got some uh, apple strudel from Germany, and uh, so it wasn't busy when we were there walking around the old world showcase. And they had like 10 of them lined up under a heat lamp, and I saw this one that looked like they made it for the a, a mouse or something. It was like half the size of all the other apple strudels. And I'm thinking in my head, don't grab that one, don't grab – and they grabbed that one. So I got a little apple strudel from Germany. Everybody else got more. Um, it was not anything to write home about. Don't go out of your way to get the Apple Strudel, folks. There's my Germany review. Did you have a beer in Germany, Alex? I did. I had that uh, 
and I'm not going to even pronounce it, but uh, it was like it, something in reference to festival beer. And it was a uh, really, really good uh, hit the spot. You know, the, the beers are small. It's that Wyhen Stefaner. Sounds beer. right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's awesome. Right. And uh-huh. so uh, wanted to, wanting to try something. There's normally music in Germany. We were there on a Monday. And so I don't know if that's just a weekend thing. Uh-huh. And so, uh, or maybe we had just missed it, but I, I, you know, I like that area over there, uh, you know, lots of tables. Yes. There. And there's actually some shade over there. Uh, you know, <laughs> Germany, Italy, Africa, what Thailand, you know, Thailand. Yeah. There's a bunch of booths. There's another one o- over in that corner. Refreshment port, things like Indy, that. So. India was over there. Is that yeah. one? India is over there too. It yeah. all kill me. That's who was there. <laughs> There's a lot of booths where there's like zero things I can eat, and since uh, all the mango, the mango uh, margaritas in Mexico can't have those. No, the, no, I can't. The Doug Killer. Yeah, that would be not good. Um, let's if, see. Some if other... you do food and wine with Doug, you gotta have an EpiPen just in case. Alex, did you have an EpiPen? You or Michelle were good. No, I was just oh, gonna watch him choke on. Uh, it, it was yeah. in my bag back in the room, so it wouldn't have done me a lot of a lot of good there, would it? What a great uh, doctor, not as a right? Boy Scout. Be prepared, Douglas. So the post show this week is going to be Alex and I just making fun of you. That's that's the <laughs> yeah. after show for this you week's uh, Patreon. With me, so you have plenty of ammo. Um, one other booth I really enjoyed was the Hawaii booth, which. Um, I was we telling, wanted to but, eat there so bad, and they were out of power. I was so annoyed by that one. The, the funniest part of the International Food and Wine Festival is when you try to explain to somebody why Hawaii has a booth. and like, but America has a booth. I'm like, uh-huh, but so does Hawaii. But I the pork slider there was really good, and I'm regretting not getting the spam dish. Did anybody try the spam dish that you know? No, I, I I had the Kahlua pork slider as well. I, you know, that's something we always kind of go to. I did have the the hand roll in Japan, but even uh, the tuna tataki always kind of scares me a little bit um, over there. Just you don't want to get a bad bad batch. Yeah. And so and and again, it's over by that you know flavors of fire coastal eat active eat area that you know I. Had, you know, pick something each from and by the time you walk over, cause it's real close over there. Just not, just wasn't hungry by the time I got over to Hawaii to, for, to have two. So. Yeah, that is a problem. Not being hungry enough. Yeah. But that I, area, that's that brand new path that they, that they, you know, they kind of widen that path in between, um, Fountain View, Club Cool, Character Spot over, over t- near, um, guess the port of entry when you're going into world showcase and they at the nice and wide it used to get bogged down because it was nice and narrow but they have a nice and then over there is that wine and dine studio and then the, the cheese studio they're doing something where you on the festival booklet you could get cheese stamps at all the possible but you know again hot cheese you know yeah in, it's hot in early, early september you know ideally for november november would be great yeah, yeah. yeah. Festival yeah. of the Arts, get all the cheese you want. Yeah. Yes. There was yeah. a cheese thing that we got at the Alps. Basically, I was like too hot to eat anymore. I was telling Alex, I'm too hot. I don't want it. He gets Beautiful. in line. Yeah. 
I was you were full after all that apple strudel. Apple, all that yeah, apple strudel. that really filled <laughs> me up. I was just like hot and tired, and my nap wasn't long enough. And then, uh, so Alex, you got like one of everything, and uh, I was not prepared to eat. And then I, I did eat because you basically told me to. And, well, yeah. We have to have. We have to try it. It's it, you suffer for your craft. You're doing it for the show, Doug. It's for our listeners who can't be there. Yeah. And the cheese thing was really good, even when it was 93 degrees out and 90% humidity. Uh, it, like the, you could, just watching them do the cheese because they like warm it up and then scrape it off. It was kind of cool just to see, like a little bit. Yeah, the Alps booth is a is a brand new booth this year, and so it was something kind of intrigued me before we even started off. And um, they actually you watch them carve off of the the wheel of cheese mm-hmm. and then heated it up and then the problem is is just the execution just wasn't as good as, as it was it was really kind of uneven and then mm-hmm. after you're you know you're fumbling with multiple plates and napkins and you know not and, and trying to find a place to eat so the lady you out of an area because of a wedding <laughs> yeah and so we, we ate on top of a trash can, which was, you know, totally what you have to do during yep, food and wine. Yep, got But it, um, we got the raclette and the, and the venison. I thought the venison was yeah. just so-so, and I, I would not recommend that. There's definitely better. I'm sure, uh, Derek, your uh, braised beef option in France is probably way better yeah. than that. Uh, was that. And then – but the raclette, it it was good, you know. Not anything, you know. If you skipped it, I wouldn't blame you. But it, but it, you know, in November, probably a good option. Maybe, yeah. The cheese when it's cooler. I tried it. It was tasty, but not quite tasty enough to uh, really get too excited. Um, one thing we had that I really enjoyed because um, I called it dinner was the islands of the Caribbean. The they had a empanadas and. Uh, it looked good in the picture, so we each ordered our own. I think Alex was still in the sharing mode, but I was I was going all in on the empanada, and I was glad I did. It was really good. Um, I don't remember what kind of sauce was on top, but it had a little kick to it. Yeah, it's a well. First of all, in the empanada was a ropa vieja, which is just essentially shredded beef, and um, the island of the Caribbean. It's kind of had different names, but I think they finally. It used to be Jamaica. I think they finally settled on Caribbean because they kind of used, you know, oh, different wow. flavors. And that's over, um, I guess, the walkway right when you leave the Odyssey over right mm-hmm. towards uh, Mexico. Yeah. And, yeah, it had a t- tomato aioli on it, it, which was fine. They just slathered the whole thing with it. And so yeah. if they would have just had a little dollop on the side, it would have been, you know, just as good. But it, d- it didn't need it. That's how no, good it- the empanada was and, and, and the, uh, the meat, the beef filling inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took a bite first and you said, Oh, that's a lot of sauce. So I scraped all my sauce off onto yeah. the, the dish. And it like, so I had a nice layer of sauce on it still because you can't get it all off. And I'm glad uh, to be the perfect. food and wine. Get, I'm glad to be the food and wine guinea pig. So. That's right. I let you take the first bite. Well, I think you got your food first. That's really how, yeah. um, oh, I also at the, the Alps, uh, Michelle got that frosé, which is oh, that yeah. frozen rosé, and I think she thought it was it was really good. I mean, that's she the kind of the, the yeah. in vogue drink now is to you know frozen rosé, and uh, you know anytime you can take a little bit of wine, freeze it, and sell it for three dollars more. Yeah, you know, you got to pay for that. Why freezer. not? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she got another frozen drink um, 
at Germany, Italy, where but we still no, she got the Grey Goose slush in France. Oh, that oh, was you gotta get that every time, there, which is there year year out. Year My out, wife right. got that as well, and Doug, I know we've gotten that a few times. It's a yeah. must do. Yeah, yeah, but with food and wine, there's other options. But we spilled ninety five percent of it. It's probably because you had too much to drink. How it spilled. Or it was my fault, maybe. I can't remember for sure. I'm just oh, gonna let you keep talking. I'm just gonna let yeah. you keep talking. She's she does sponsor this show, so she's not gonna listen. I'm safe. Well, and I guess this is the last week of Rope Drop Radio. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Alex is our new sponsor now. <laughs> Um, so, uh, there was another area we went to that I thought was set up almost good. Like they almost pulled something off that was really neat. And that was the apple seed orchard area. So it's in the old circle vision for Canada. Cause that's currently closed cause they're replacing the film, but like they set it up so weird in there that they had a good idea. And then they kind of like fumbled it right at the end. Um, but I got something in there that was really good. I got the apple pie slush. Oh, that, that sounds was, great. It was so cold. And just if you have apple crisp ever, like basically the, the crisp part that's on top of your apple crisp was on top of the slush. Oh, it was it might have been my favorite dessert um, that I had aside from a Dole Whip, of course. But uh, yeah, it was really good. But the rest of it in there was just kind of weird, right, Alex? Yeah, they. If you recall the old Canada movie, they have those kind of leaning benches that you're not supposed to lean on. They're just yeah, they're just there. Don't lean there. on it. Don't lean on it. But they had they were still there, so you could actually set your food on it, which served. But if they would have just taken those out and just put some tables in. It would have been really nice, especially since they took away that whole area near, you know, Fountain View when they closed everything down. They just need more, especially in September, areas where people can sit and hang out. And then guess what? People sit and hang out. They buy more things. Mm -hmm. And the popcorn was insanely expensive. Like they needed a place to sit and eat your like as much as the weight of gold popcorn. Yeah, I think it was what eleven dollars for a handful like, of popcorn and, and a plastic and a plastic and a plastic apple. Yeah, so, it was, which was nice, and, I, and they had the old Johnny Appleseed. I, I like that where they they had the actual photo of Johnny Appleseed from the cartoons. It's Johnny Appleseed coming up in a couple of weeks. It's on my calendar for my kindergarten kindergarten room parent of the year. Right? Yes. Oh, but they the and they had a charcuterie board in there, but it was eleven dollars too. Same same deal. It's just. And then seeing some people carrying around, it just didn't look like $11 worth of food. Well, you couldn't sit anywhere. You'd have to, like, totally leave. And right outside of it, there's nowhere to sit because you're at the entrance to La Cellier. I mean, it it's a long ways back there. They needed to just – they're probably going to gut those rails anyway. Just do it make it right for the festival. But um, those are, that was one of the highlights for me. Any other booths that stick out in your mind that you guys remember? So in a similar way, so they closed down the festival center, right? It used to mm-hmm. be where the old Wonders of Life pavilion. Yeah, so that's right. now closed off because they're the what the play Bad, pavilion. The, they're yeah, back the on, box, right? Box, yeah. Yes. And so they moved the chocolate exhibit over into the old 
um, the Lion King movie, the yep. Awesome Planet. You know, uh-huh. I don't know why it, they can't just flip the switch and turn the Awesome Planet movie on. Movies but are so hard to now, Alex. Come on. But they use that the little queue kind of waiting area there. That's when they moved all the Ghirardelli stuff. And so it's just another thing that's inside. You can get a free sample, so it's something yeah. free at Disney. So and they do have that drinking chocolate again. September, nobody wants hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. And so, but uh, you know, at least you know a, they've done something with the space, right? Yeah. You know, there's empty space, but you use the space that that you have. I got we did three chocolates. I got one on my way into the land and one on my way out. <laughs> and the guy just kind of looked at me like, "Weren't she? Yeah. Yep." And I just took the chocolate and turned around. That's just good touring strategies. Right? And so, yeah, and then we did Belgium, right? Oh, yeah, we did Belgium. I, I like the braised beef over there. Again, I probably think Derek's uh, France braised beef is probably a better option. And I, it's Belgium and Brazil are right next to each other. And Brazil had the, the pork belly. I just chose chose Belgium. And so I just, yeah. you know, I like the wa- the waffle, right? I think you had one of the, the waffles, waffle. The right? waffle, I got the chocolate um, waffle. There was also a fruit, a berry version. It was It was a waffle. I mean, could I have been at Sleepy Hollow and gotten a bigger waffle for not much difference in price? Yes. Yes, I could have. But they are flipping those waffles fresh. I mean, that's the one one thing to say. You know, that food's not sitting out. The food, and that's from, you know, anything from the beginning of Food and Wine till now, that food is fresh. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, they're actually, you know. They're cooking right there. You can see them. Yeah. You know, now that they have those permanent structures there. You know, it is uh, it is impressive what they're able to produce in those uh, in those little things, you know, with such high quality. All right. Well, let's talk about the losers of food and wine. What what did we actively avoid on this voyage? All my losers were the ones that went cash only when I was walking around. <laughs> There's so many of them. I'm like, you guys are talking about this. I'm like, yeah, I went to that booth. Nope, it was cash only. So uh, I got to go to Canada and have a beer. There we go. Yeah, see, I skipped Canada. You know, you know again, I've had the filet before. You just that never know what good. cut. Yeah. Well, you never know what cut you're going to get, though. That's true. And so I've had a, a good piece and I've had a bad piece. And for, what, I think $9, nine or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that, but it is a snack credit, so that is a, if you're gonna you know use a snack credit, that's a great way to use a snack credit on. But it's you know that's kind of and then again cheddar cheese soup, good. Not during September. For not during not during September. Um, skip Spain, you know seafood, just again not in that small portions, and then skipped Italy. You know, read some reviews, yeah. and you know, and just historically, Italy's just been bad, and so I and and crowded, and so that's one of you know, it with so many booths, it's easy to figure out which ones you want to skip if they're if the lines are long. And so yeah. you know, there's nothing, you know, at, at some of those that are that are must dos. You know, the the line at, at Ireland for that, um, the Bailey Shake. Or the Guinness Bailey Shake looked looked and that looked fantastic. I saw looked a ton amazing, of people carrying those. But yeah, I saw. But eleven dollars and then in, you know thirty minutes in line. I, there's a there's enough options around. Go go do something else. Yeah, I even had um, because yeah, the line kind of deterred me. There's so many options. You're right. That one place I went was the uh, 
port of entry right there between as you're coming to World Showcase by Canada. Right. Is it called Porter? And I have the poutine because they had a special festival menu. It's always there, but they don't always have. So I had like a, a brisket poutine that was oh, really that big. Sounds good. It was gigantic for food and wine festival sizes. It's like they forgot what they were doing and gave you a full serving. So that was one other thing that I liked. And I was trying to avoid the countries that already exist in the World Showcase. Yep. Even though, like, your France beef was really good, that might have been the best beef dish to get. I was just trying to go, like, I went Hawaii and, uh, you know, Germany. Oh, shoot, Germany's there. So I failed at what I was trying to do. Okay, I don't even know what I'm trying to do anymore. I, it, I can't blame the drinks that I had. Because I had no drinks. Did you have any alcohol while you're there, Doug? Yeah, at Ogas. Oh, it, see, when we went to at least Festival of the Arts, Kent got you to drink. So, I drank the beer everybody hated. It was it was quite tasty. There you go, Alex. Oh. Next time you go with him, you gotta get get the crappy beer, and he'll drink it for you. Yeah, and this and so we're we're actually heading back in October. We're doing the the three night on the dream, and so I'm looking forward to maybe head head back and trying to to see some of the other stuff there's uh they do those seminars mm-hmm. and those tasting they do the candy sushi in um in epcot but for our trip we just didn't know where we were going to be and didn't want it but there are some celebrity chefs that come that if you book enough and then they do these dinners i'll do a dinner you know i think they do a breakfast in france they do uh, some dinners that they used i think used to have a california grill and uh, uh flying fish and other places so it's more than just the booths Yep. You know, uh, fest, they do what they're doing, the tailgate testing menu on Monday night when part of like Monday night football or, su- or Sunday night football. And so, uh, well, they'll have, you know, some interesting things set up. I did have a nitro cold brew at the Joffrey's. So nitro, you, you know, in the keg, a very smooth cold brew. Since they closed down Fountain View, that was the one good place to get a good coffee. Is that so, for, yeah. uh, you're going to have to go now that Starbucks isn't open at Epcot? Yes. You know, um, they, they have the nitro cold brew. They have it at the, um, in Disneyland at the, the market house in Disneyland, but they do not have it in anywhere in Disney world. So I was very happy. They had it for Joffrey's for the, um, food and wine. Hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll stay on. So, yeah, I don't know what you're going to drink in Epcot now. It's I'm worried about you. You should you, be. You got a, a little bit of a Starbucks addiction, Alex. Just a little. Well, it's it's not a Starbucks. I actually don't drink Starbucks. So I only drink it in Disney parks. So, oh. but it's it's just a caffeine addiction. Again, okay. five kid, five kids, yep. full time job. Five girls too. Yeah. By the way, that that makes it I think worse. I'm not sure. Some days I'd yeah. trade you my boy for two girls. I think. Yeah. Some yeah, the one thing that my kids would really enjoy, and I already talked about, you know, you talked about it, Derek, you know, bringing kids. I think you can bring kids. I think there's plenty of things. There's that Ratatouille, the the with the hide and go squeak. Mm, yeah. Where you find Ratatouille. There's the candy sushi. I think I know Michelle's booked that candy sushi for a bunch of clients, mm-hmm. which you can go make candy sushi in the in at Sunshine Seasons. Um, you know, I think there's enough in and get kids to try something. You know, they're small enough portions. It's just, you know, when you're holding the, you know, plate, pushing the stroller, you know, while you're paying with your magic band all at one time, is that's the hard part. So, 
Yeah, and if they don't like what they try, the good part is you get to eat it. That's true. That's a way to get to try more. No, they kids are great at the festival. I think uh, the hardest part is having a two year, almost two year old who wants your alcoholic drink, and you're not going to be that parent, so you say no, you can't have this alcoholic drink, and then the two year old throws a tantrum on the ground in front of everyone. You're like, <laughs> I don't want him to have my beer. I'm sorry that he doesn't realize what it is. So I think there is a small age group, maybe that, that early toddler You're sense, right. that maybe not be the best food and wine. Um, but if they're napping all day, you go booth the booth and get as much as you can eat and drink. Nap time is the perfect time to go around the world. That's what Alex did while I napped. So, that, yeah. I'm essentially kids of all ages very, napping. Declan and Doug are, are two, two, or Callum and Doug are two peas in a pod. So. There we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, since you uh, have been a guest on before, you don't get to do the uh, lightning round. So we're going to throw an armchair imagineering question at you, Alex. All right. You ready for this? I I gave you no prep, no warning on this one. If you could add a booth to the Food and Wine Festival, what country would it be? Oh, well, they took away Greece. And so I'd probably bring Greece back. Right, they had that griddled cheese, and then they had a baklava. What I think they had a spanakopita too. So probably bring Greece back. Nice. I think that would be, you know. And then do they have? Maybe they. I think they still had the champagne booth. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was some sort of shim- shimmering. Sips. Yeah, oh, yep. sips. And so, yeah, and then the cranberry bog. Bring, yeah, bring that, that was back cool. too. That well, was nice the, to take a, to, an, to, to, almond a good bog. Yeah, an almond bog does not work. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm and I'm glad they change it up. You know, I'm I'm sad Greece is gone, but I'm glad. You know, it, I guess they normally it's about what fifty percent they keep, and then fifty percent they bring back. You know, they uh, have something new. Maybe the ratios are a little, probably a little bit higher what they keep. But I'm uh, food and wine is fantastic. Yes, I I saw my share of drinker bell shirts and you know all those other things where i tried to stay away from those people but you know i i highly recommend going down to the walt disney world during food and wine well let me ask you this out of all the festivals that epcot has where do you rank food and wine uh food and wine is first just just because it's the original has the most but if you asked me which one i was going to plan i would specifically plan a trip for It'd be Festival of the Arts. Okay. Lower, lower crowds, mm-hmm. uh, d- diverse options. You know, with you know the the painting and then the theater series and then just as adventurous food options, um, and then you know January nice weather. Yeah, so I agree with that answer. So, yeah, I love the Festival of the Holidays during you know during December, but it's only you know it's a month. You know, and that's just you know the the, the Christmas aspect of all those. You know, so it's not long enough. Festival of the Arts, I'm so glad they decided they're bringing that back, um, you know, in 2020. Very excited that that's going to be back. And Flower and Garden just makes me sneeze. So, yeah. You've been coughing on I'm, this show all night, Doug. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, edit some of those out. I can't edit them all out. You're already uh, sneezing. It's almost winter. Ragweed. Ragweed, my friend. It's always something, Doug. I wish they would keep the Flower and Garden topiaries uh, out all year long. Agreed. I have no idea. I have no idea why they take them away. I mean, the the little lagoons. 
I don't even know what, what do you call those the little bodies of water and it's not because it's World Showcase Lagoon. What are the other two little bodies of water called? Um, lakes, puddles. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, um, so Saint Paul's. Just those topiaries that are along there just add so much. It looks kind of just bland as, as just green grass. Agreed. So, uh, and that was the one. It seemed like they cut down on some of the decorations. Maybe that's Dor- Dorian related, where they just where they never put them out and they just haven't, you know, replaced them yet. Because yeah. when we were we were there, um, there was still that cyclone number nine was coming. You know, look like you know Orlando was in the cone, and so maybe it'll be out. And that's the the food one. It changes every you know keeps getting better. Or they keep making make tweaks. Last year on October first, when they raised all the prices. That took a lot of people by by surprise. Disney raising prices? Never heard of that Shocking. one before. No. That's no. New, oh, new we news. have a hit on our hands? That nitro cold brew coffee is going to be double in price the next time you go down. What Starbucks is gone? Might as well boost up Joffrey's a little bit. So true. So true. Well, that is Festival of the Arts in a nutshell for 2019. You mean... No, sorry. That's food and wine in the. <laughs> you said fast forward. That's food and wine 2019 in a nutshell. Definitely a lot more booths that we didn't cover. A lot more food. So be sure to check that out. And of course, we'll ask a question on our social medias. What was your favorite dish that you got this year? So let us know if you were down there, what you got, what you enjoyed, maybe what booths you skipped. We'd love to interact with you guys. So that means you got to go on to Rope Drop Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and like that as well. And thank you so much for all of our subscribers and Patreons and everyone who is listening to the show. All right. And of course, Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. People can find you at, was it AJ Sinak on Twitter? Yes, or at Alex and I on Instagram. Thanks so much, for guys, for having me on again. Really enjoyed uh, the art discussion. Love having you on, and stay tuned because we are going to make fun of Doug here in a few minutes for our special Patreon show that you have to pay to listen to. And, of course, a huge thank you to our amazing sponsor, Michelle McKnight, the Rope Drop Queen, who makes fun of Doug the most, who will have to have a special True. show to have her on to do that because that just sounds like the uh, thought of the night. Tease Doug for a little while. Can't wait for this episode. I can take it. All right. Well, that Patreon will be in the show notes, but that is all the time that we have. So for Alex, Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.